Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Found footage movies in 2023 are kind of a dime a dozen now. But way back in 1999, when Dave was still incredibly old, it was a new concept. And we're going to sit here and talk about that movie that revolutionized this wave of found footage movies, The Blair Witch Project. Welcome in, everybody, to Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movie Reviews. I am your host, Rob Coakley. As always, I am joined by Dave Wilkins. Hello, Rob Coakley. And I am also joined by Jesse Wilkins. What's going on, gentlemen? And we are reviewing the 1999 movie, The Blair Witch Project, today, which is sort of a divisive movie. So it's going to be a nice I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, you were old. I was not old. So old. I was very young. Was I also a freshman? Yes, but I still wasn't as old as Dave. Well, Rob, you weren't a 32-year-old freshman like Dave That's was. True. That's true. Not even legal. He's a moron. <laughs> you saw the entire Friday the 13th franchise as a freshman just come yes. out one after another. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Blair Witch Project is... I think it's a little more divisive now than it was back in the day, and we're going to get into it, but... Why don't we just start with the synopsis and we'll start a we'll sort of go over everything that happened in 1999, our review of the movie, because I think this review is going to be, at least for me, a little bit different than some other reviews. But let's let's talk about the uh, let's hit the synopsis. Yes, let's found video footage tells the tale of three film students who've traveled to a small town to collect documentary footage about the Blair Witch, a legendary local murderer. Over the course of several days, the students interview townspeople and gather clues to support the tale's veracity. But the project takes a frightening turn when the students lose their way in the woods and begin hearing horrific noises. 1999, this came out, and it was found footage movies were sort of not a thing. This was the first true found footage movie that was presented as a found footage movie. When this originally came out, people didn't know whether it was a movie, a produced movie, or if it was actually a video that was found in the woods. So that all the people who saw this when it came out had to figure that out for themselves because this was a movie that was marketed really well. We talk about this sometimes, like The Ring had a really great marketing campaign. Several other horror movies did, did it really well. And this one is one of them where they just released it and let people kind of figure it out for themselves. So this was the first true one. If you, you people toss out Cannibal Holocaust as being the first ever found footage movie, which it technically was, but Cannibal Holocaust was not an entire found footage movie. It was a movie that had the characters find a found footage movie in the movie. So it was like a movie within a movie. But this was the first one that was from beginning to end found footage. So it's bonus points for creativity for that. And it kicked off, like Rob said in the very open, in the very beginning. It kicked off a huge campaign of of found footage movies. And even you kind of got a few mockumentary horrors after that, like the Poughkeepsie tapes, that is a similar idea. But this was the, this was the first one, and it ended up being divisive. I don't think it was divisive at first. 
honestly. So I'd be interested to hear your takes on that, Rob. But I think that when this movie very first came out, people were scared of it. And it wasn't really until later on that people started hating on this movie because this movie gets a ton of hate. Right. I mean, th- this was marketed really well. They the, the the producers even went so far, or the marketing team went so far as to release missing posters for the actors in the movie. And they were spread about and people took it so seriously that the family, I think it was of Heather Donahue, her mother was receiving like sympathy letters and phone calls like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hope they find your daughter. And people were taking it very seriously. They did not know if this was real or fake. And this was a huge selling point. And I remember watching this movie as a kid and still not knowing really if it was real or fake. And I had seen it. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it after the fact. And I still watched it like, is this real or is this fake? Is this real or is this fake? And as the movie progressed, um, I think eventually I was like, this is probably not real. But at the same time, it was just, I had never seen anything like that. I hadn't seen the other Cannibal Holocaust or any of the other found footage movies that you're talking about. This was the first thing, the first of its kind that I saw. And I was, I was genuinely uneasy watching it. I wouldn't say I was like scared, scared, but as it went on, you're like, dude, what is going on? This is kind of crazy. So, and you do wonder, like, are these people actually missing? And that was kind of the angle they took, and it was genius. You have to remember what the landscape was in 1999, too, right? So, yes, we were 14. This is when a lot was the internet a thing? Yes. Was it used frequently? No. A lot of families at this time, as I recall, basically there was one computer in the house, right? Mm-hmm. It was either in like, generally it was like in the living room or something like that, where everybody had the one computer that they could access. They might've gotten like a half hour a day, an hour a day on the internet. If they're, if they were lucky, phone calls would interrupt your progress on there. Loading stuff took forever. The internet was just not a vehicle to go. You never jumped on the, the computer like, is the Blair Witch fake? Is the Blair Witch real? Like you didn't, you didn't have Twitter. You didn't have social media really to, to fall on to, to debunk this stuff immediately. So even with the internet existing, didn't matter because you weren't really getting those answers unless you actually went and dug for it. And with your limited time online, you probably weren't doing that, right? It's right. it just not a lot of people were. So the marketing campaign was great for it, as you said. I actually remember, I think they came out at an MTV award ceremony together. And I was like, and that's when I knew it was like, that's when I officially knew it was fake. I was like, oh my God, those are the people from Blair Witch. It was like a fake thing. They duped us. They duped us. And whether you were in middle school, high school, I can't remember what time frame it came out in the year. I was either I was either in eighth or ninth grade when it came out. But people were talking about it. This this movie was talked about a lot amongst people that hadn't even seen it because because of the real like atmosphere like is this real like that looks terrifying what is this movie blah 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 like that this movie like got a viral sensation among people in person people mm-hmm. were talking about this movie I remember like the second most scary thing at the camp that me and Dave used to go to was the fact that when this movie was was out, we were going to summer camp here and throughout the woods, they had built those little stick figures. Dave, I don't know if you remember that, but they mm-hmm. had put them all throughout the woods and you're walking through the woods. You're like, wait, is this the Blair Witch Woods? 
And that was the second most scary thing that happened at that camp. The first most scary thing at that camp was the fact that they used to beat the hell out of us. Oh, man. And then it, then it got shut down. Summer camp in the 90s was uh, special. Remember they, used yeah. to, remember they had the two, the two big green barn doors and they would like overlap by like two feet when they, when they would shut and mm-hmm. they would just line us all up in front of them. The camp counselors would line all the kids up in front of those two doors and just whip those little dodgeballs at us. The little ones that hurt as hard as they could. And I remember everyone would be like clamoring towards the middle to try and get in between those two doors as a shield. And it was like, if you got that, that spot, you're, you're straight, but you know, only one or two people can fit in there. Most rough Mm -hmm. days. I don't know why they got shut down. It's, it's shocking really to, to hear about these felonies that was happening. (laughs) It was funny. It's the, the main building at this camp is like a historical building. So the excuse was like, all right, we're not going to use this as like a camp administration building anymore. Like we need to restore this because it's an actual historical house. And now that, that place is supposed to be super haunted. So me and Dave can can go there and just find the ghosts of our former selves that are still lurking because (laughs) we're so traumatized and (laughs) see if we can settle it all. And, And yeah. Oh, we we probably can. That's that's a topic for another day. But yeah, that'd be a fun one to go back to. And, uh, and like like, but it's just be so weird to go back there and not get my ass kicked. Rob, I really <laughs> need you to at least bring a dodgeball or a wet towel and just either whip me or hit me in the face. So I'm just just so I'm right back in the zone. You know, the things but, I do for the show. <laughs> thank you, Rob. Uh, but thank you. but yeah, I, I remember those the, the little stick figures were in the woods, and that was before I had seen the movie, and I still found it terrifying. It's like, okay. And they, they tried to keep it a secret that they didn't know who put them up, but it was clearly the abusive camp counselors. <laughs> just right. Another form of abuse. Yep. They're like, hit them no, with the no, emotional, yeah. emotional abuse too. So I was just going to say, we can't just do the physical abuse. We have to just go into full traumatizing mode. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... When that terrified, bleeding child runs off into the woods, <laughs> guess what he's going to see? <laughs> the Blair Witch stuff. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, so <laughs> th- this was for watching i watched this movie again i think this was my third viewing of this movie throughout my life i watched it around the time that it came out i actually think i watched this movie with you jesse when we lived in marshfield together i have a i have a weird memory of that like just that that. yeah i'm pretty sure we did and then i watched it by myself this time and i know as a kid i was scared of it i think watching it i think me and you watched it with a bunch of other people that night so i don't think that's the way to watch this movie and then i watched it again by myself this time and when i went into it this time i specifically thought i was going to hate this movie i was like i know what this movie is i know it's probably going to come off as dated there's a ton of other found footage movies that have come out since then i'm probably not going to like this movie and I have a newfound appreciation for this movie after watching it the third time that I just didn't have for it before. I think I I just, I'm kind of shocked by how much I actually ended up liking it this time to be perfectly honest before I jump into my full review of it. It's It's an impressive movie for a movie where nothing really actually happens. Rob, think about the last two found footage movies you watched before rewatching this, and that will probably answer why you're like, "Oh, I do like this." Yeah, that could be the reason. The, 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 the most the most recent found footage movies that have come out is Skinamarink, which was dog shit, and Outwaters. Outwaters, uh, also dog shit. So, um, 
that's what we're comparing it against. But this was this was the prototype. This was the first one. This was the test, the true first one. Like I said, I don't count Hannibal, Cannibal Holocaust. This was the first one, and it was very well executed. Now, it got a lot of hate after the fact because I don't think it was the people who originally saw it because the people, everyone who originally saw it was terrified because they thought it was real. After people started talking about this movie and after the cat kind of got out of the bag that it was not a real horror, not a real found footage movie, but it was just a Hollywood production. I don't think it was Hollywood, but you know what I mean? Then they went into it and was like, they picked it apart. Like that movie was stupid. I sat there for an hour and a half and just kids got lost in the woods and then nothing happened. You don't even see the monster, blah, blah, blah. And it got a ton of negative backlash, which I think is completely baseless. Criticisms. It is a movie where nothing really happens. And this whole, you never saw the Blair Witch thing. They actually, when shooting this, they had a scene where the Blair Witch was there. They had an actor dressed in white standing on top of a hill or something like that. And in the running scene where she's, you know, uh, I think it's Heather who's, who's running through the woods terrified. And she's just, you hear it. The line is still in the movie. She just goes, what the fuck is that? The cameraman was supposed to pan to the left and show the Blair Witch and then pan back and just keep running. And they just, he forgot to pan and they just, they decided not to reshoot it and they just kept it as is. I and love I kind of, I kind of like that to be honest. With yeah, you. me too. I, my biggest problem with these horror movies, now it sounds like you were just going to get a glimpse of it, which probably would have been fine, mm-hmm. but that changes the whole movie. One of the things that I like about this movie is the ambiguity of it. You never, you never see the actual Blair Witch. So it, it forces you to create an image in your mind of what you think it looks like. You as the viewer are now part of the creation of this product because you are the one who is coming up with what this thing might look like. So it, it leaves a lot to the imagination. It has an element of mystery to it. And I like that a lot more than a situation like Joyride where you get the monster shoved in your f- Joyride. Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Uh, Unlike Jeepers Creepers, where you get the monster shoved in your face so much that it's just not scary anymore. It's like, now I've seen this entire monster and it's not scary. Yeah, he has a custom license plate. Like, did he go to the, did he go to the (laughs) RMV? Yeah. Yeah. How did this happen? How did we allow this to happen? Right. But really, so all the fault is on the the RMV, right? As always. When this monster walks in, they still issue him the license plate, and then did he, get, did he get it mailed to his underground lair, or did he go pick it back up? Let's save this conversation for the Jeepers Creepers review that I'm sure we're going to have to do in the future. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you already know that there are some flaws with that movie. <laughs> um, all right. Back to Blair Witch. Dave, did you have a point you wanted to finish there? I think the movie stands, as it stands, is a well-executed horror movie. Take a take out the fact that the found footage genre is so watered down at this point. Never mind yeah. the stupid movies that I just referenced. You got all the paranormal activity movies. There are just so many just endless found footage type movies now that it really is diluted. Ignore all that because this was the first one. This is what set it off. And the reason that you have all these is because this first one was such a well-crafted masterpiece. It was an excellent movie. It was a well-crafted masterpiece with basically no budget i'm looking at you skin rink so with this one they i think it was like a sixty thousand dollar budget and it made like over a hundred million dollars i don't know the money the the numbers right in front of me but i think it was 140 million yeah so i mean with no budget i mean i i heard that they even returned the video equipment that they had to radio shack after they shot the movie 
That's awesome. First yeah. of all, and second of all, two hundred and forty-eight point six million at the box office. Whew. Yeah, so that so, is a massive return on their investment, and they probably didn't need to return the camera, but that's a funny detail. <laughs> um. I, I like the way they shot this movie too. I don't know if you guys got into any of the behind the scenes stuff on this. Jesse, it sounds like you did a little bit, but basically there wasn't, there was like an outline for this movie, like in terms of what they wanted the directors, but there wasn't like an actual script. They basically did just give these three kids a camcorder, told them to go into the woods and had them film improvised dialogue improvised scenes they would kind of lead them certain ways one scene that i saw the direct one of the directors talking about was do you remember the scene with the bag like the 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 cloth where she opens it up and there's something in that it looks like a piece of the missing the missing um crew member and she's like what the hell is that and throws it Mm -hmm. and you kind of can't see what's in there so originally during that scene she had thrown that without opening it and she was like doing her whole scene and improvising and stuff and they had to kind of step in and be like uh i think you should kind of open that thing uh and point the camera at it and she did it but she pointed it and she made it so that it was blurry which actually works for the scene because it was just a couple of teeth they had gotten from the dentist and a couple other things so you really can't tell that's what's in that little sack it just looks like i you see the hair I thought it was like part of a scalp or something like that, but mm-hmm. it was just hair and teeth basically. So I, I enjoy the fact that they kudos to the actors for like kind of writing this movie on the go, even though like there was, like I said, an outline, the actors deserve a ton of credit for, I think a having believable performances in this for the most part, maybe one or two scenes here or there is kind of off a little bit, but for the most part, seemed like believable reactions i thought they did a great job and i think another reason this movie gets so like slammed by people is it's been parodied to death how i parodied this movie myself before for certain things specifically the scene with heather where she's pointing the camera at herself and she's doing right now i'm the i'm so scared right now Take that. If you just sat there and watched that scene, that is actually an amazing scene. Mm-hmm. It might actually, I know it's parodied to death and like it's diluted now because of it, but that actually might be the best scene in this entire movie. Like the raw emotion from her on that scene. She's not going off a script. She was literally just told, um, look in the camera, act remorseful for bringing your, you know, your two friends out to film this documentary for you. So she ad libs every single word in this, in this monologue and she's crying. She's got snot flying out. She's not wiping her face. She's apologizing to their, to their mothers, which was like a really nice touch to Mm -hmm. it. I I just, I thought that scene is way better than I remembered. I I was like really taken aback by that scene more than any scene in this movie. That's a good point. The 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 actor's absolutely, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Uh, saying that that is a good point about it just being so parodied. And it's one of the reasons that this movie, I do think, gets a lot of hate uh, in addition to the re- reasons that we said before. So good call on that. Yeah. I mean, the, the actors in this absolutely crushed it. And that is the only reason that this whole thing is believable. Mm-hmm. Because if this was real footage, then I don't think it gets released in theaters like like this. You know what I mean? So it's has there been like a real, true, actual 
found footage movie that's been produced by Hollywood? I think uh, like quarantine. Actual. I think quarantine might have been a, a, a produced one. That was a good one with Jennifer Carpenter from uh, Exorcism of Emily. Oh, Rose. the remake of Wreck, right? Yeah. So I guess the original Wrecks are better than, and Quarantine was fine. But yeah, those yeah, are Quarantine. Yeah, Quarantine was fine too. I think Jesse, are you meaning like an? Actual, I mean, like, like authentic, like authentic? we found tapes. Here's a movie. There's no way it would be good. Right. No, there's. Maybe. I have seen some scenes, but not a full movie. I actually was watching one the other day that was um, really terrifying. It's just this video of this man opening Christmas presents. And that doesn't sound terrifying at all, right? Until you find out when he starts saying the names that they're all to. So it's like to Stephanie, to this person, and he's opening them and he's showing the pictures to the camera without any emotion. I mean, the presence to the camera without any emotion. Uh, turns out it was him and his partner that had broken into this house to murder the family, waiting for them to come home. He, they were opening their Christmas presents. And when they came home, they did murder the mother. They shot the father in the head twice and then ran away on snowmobiles with the two daughters. And luckily, the uncle had seen them the father actually lived and chased them down as well. But the found footage part is basically they found this tape of the two men in the house opening their, their, the family's Christmas presents. And it's like super creepy. That is very unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like that. I actually remember hearing about that and it was for some reason it was the snowmobile detail that sparked my uh, recollection. Don't know yeah. why. So you see, so the point being, you might see like little found footage things like, you know, four to five minutes long, 10 minutes long, but not like a full length movie. Yeah. My, my point is like they, they don't end up in the movie theaters. So your first right. tell all that this is not authentic is the fact that it is in the movie theaters. That For doesn't now. mean me as a child. Now. Well, now, yes. That doesn't mean me as a child didn't somewhat believe that movie when I was watching it. And the driving factor is the fact that the actors were so good in this movie. So yeah. Um, and again, a, uh, it's a movie where nothing really actually happens. <laughs> so it's all tension and suspense and it it, you get a, you get a lot. It really picks up the pace in the last like 15, 20 minutes. And you get that, that last scene in the cabin there is pretty unsettling. Uh, yeah. Very unsettling. Uh, the acting being good. Typically when we talk about whether or not acting was good, it's completely subjective and based on opinion uh, for the most part. I mean, I think there is objective, good acting and objective, bad acting. But a lot of times it's, it's opinion based. There's definitely this objective one, bad ending. Uh, bad. I'm sorry. There's objectively bad acting. Yeah. But, but this the best one, actors will always get criticized. True. This movie, actually, they did a poll after. And this they, their acting is demonstrable in the fact that this poll exists. And they basically asked people, it was an exit poll, did you think that this movie was real? And most people, I don't have the exact figure in front of me, but most people actually said, Yes, they believe it was real, which you can't get that if it was bad acting. Right. Exactly. So objectively good, bad, good acting. Um, to go to the nothing happening thing, yes and no. I I think they do a really well, good job, a really good job setting up different types of fear throughout this movie. I think the first one becomes getting lost in the woods. Like, because that as... 
as an adult would be terrifying if you were just lost in the woods and you couldn't get out of them and to to go to the scenes where they're following a compass they're going south and then they end up in the same spot in the woods mm-hmm. that is something that would like freak me the hell out i would i would be losing it if i couldn't get out of the woods and then you mix in there's someone messing with them in their campsite at night and you're just building on different layers of horror like the the stranded plus the paranormal aspect and you're just you're ratcheting these up as you go through the movie i thought they did a great job of building that suspense up for both of them for both types of horror right like each of them are escalating day after day after day and i actually like the way they did it because i don't this is i thought the runtime on this movie another thing that we always talk about is perfect right I, i think everything they did in this movie kind of works for this movie from the opening interviews with people around town to the actual footage of them going out into the woods is great. So if I have one little nitpick for this particular movie, it's, I don't like that. They actually did some actual editing. There is some actual editing done that, that kind of took me out a little bit where they're using clips from one piece of the camera and overlapping the other camera on top of it, which Mm -hmm. would be an editing thing. And if I'm supposed to be presented with this evidence raw, they would never do that. Right. And you'll see clips of her talking or one of the guys talking and their mouths aren't moving because they're using it from another clip of them crossing like one of the rivers or something like that. That took me out a little bit. It's very nitpicky probably, but if you're doing this as a found footage style movie, I think it needed to be just a tad more raw in that aspect. But that's so kind of think good. about think about the narrative as it was presented, right? You mm-hmm. are a viewer watching this <clears throat> in a movie theater. Even if you are under the presumption that it was a found footage, it still made it to the movie theater. So somebody had to get a hold of this and it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that they took the tape and made a couple of quick edits to make it work in a theater. So I understand your criticism and I don't even disagree with you, but I, I don't agree that it throws the whole narrative out the window. I didn't say that. I just said, you didn't say that. It's a little, it's a little nitpicky. Like I said, it's a little nitpicky. It doesn't, it doesn't kill the movie for me. It just, it was just something I kind of noticed as watching, as I was watching it. Like, I think I just, I personally would have liked to be a little more raw and I would assume that 90% of the audience or probably 95% or more aren't even having that thought in their head as they're watching this, to be completely honest. Yeah, probably. So the, the, the film won a ton of awards and some of them contradict each other. So they've, it's won like best picture. They got best actress, uh, best debut, uh, and then they got other awards for, you know, they got the Razzie for worst picture in 2000 and the worst actress. So, and then right next to it, the same. Well, hang year. on, hang on, hang on. Are you sure that's because there, there was another Blair Witch movie that came out the next year? I'm on this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, 2000 would 2000 would be the next year. That's why I'm yeah. looking. At, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at this is the the Blair Witch Project. Okay. So, that, but yeah, they won the worst picture and they also won the best <laughs> best picture, top ten film of the world. Uh, film of the year from the online films critics society awards. So she won best actress and worst actress. Uh, so it's, it's, a, this just shows how divided people are on this. 
If I won right. best actor and worst actor for the same performance, I would wear that shit like a fucking badge. That's <laughs> so confusing. Like, yeah. that's, not, that's pretty pretty amusing. Yeah, the, the Blockbuster Awards gave best actors to all three of them that year. So it's, uh, <laughs> you're all it's, the best. You're all better <laughs> than each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how she would have gotten Razzie for worst actress because I've seen I've seen top name actresses give worst performances in movies that you know, like that they just completely mailed it in. I thought she did a great job. I thought she was fine in this movie. Personally, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't understand the hate on her for that. No, uh, they're all great. Yeah, I thought they all did. did you just don't really see that movie. contrast from best to absolute worst. She right. also got whatever the stinkers bad movie awards is. She also got that for worst actress. I also wonder if that was a lot of just people not understanding. Like it was just such a new concept. Like, like you brought up Cannibal Holocaust, Dave. I, I still don't think many people knew about that movie. Then how I didn't know about it, Cannibal and now Holocaust that I know, was pretty well known. It was well, well known because of how graphic and brutal it was. Yeah, it it's was a movie like that I will never watch. No, I don't recommend it either. It's not great. Um, I I don't know. I because none of my friends knew about that movie. So maybe like older people at the time knew about it, but I think our generation wasn't super well aware of it at the at the time no. that this came out no this, i'd actually this, to be fair i don't know if the notoriety came later came along later so yeah could be the case so, so i think just people not knowing what to do with a found footage movie maybe that's why it kind of had that juxtaposition of being best and worst like some people really were into it and some people were like this is garbage because right. some of the found footage movies now are garbage they're completely trash now well, if you look at Skinnerink, my, my complaint with Skinnerink is nothing really happens. There's obviously different layers with it, and you know, this is some people are into this kind of stuff. They're real no, specific. They're no, they're not. People pretend to be really into this stuff, the Skinnerink type of videos. And this one, it, it it is another found footage movie where, and nothing really happens. Like it, the tension builds throughout the movie, like what Rob was talking about earlier. You brought up a few points, but it just goes to show that. Some people can do it right, in my opinion, and some people can do it very wrong, in my opinion. Right. But I don't really want to get too much into Skinnamarink because I think it's an unfair comparison. But the problem with Skinnam- the problem with Skinnamarink compared to Blair Witch is Skinnamarink, you don't know what happened. It's just it was a it's a sloppy film. And without the synopsis, you leave that movie without knowing what happened. With Blair Witch Project, it's pretty clear what's going on. So whether you say nothing happened, which I don't agree with, or you say Skinnamarink, nothing happened. I don't think the two are comparable in that sense. Right. It's not the same kind of thing. I mean, in Blair Witch, things happened. I mean, they moved through the woods, they got lost. And there was dialogue. The end, and there's some sort of strange, very, it left you with a very eerie ending. Right. So we don't have to go too much into it. I'm, I'm just saying, like, there was no big monster reveal. There was no kills on camera. That, that's what I mean by nothing happened. Obviously, things happened in this movie. Right. And I like this movie. This is not me saying anything negative about it. I'm just saying, without doing all of those other things that I just listed, um, you know, it's its own kind of movie right there. And right. other people try to do what they do and they don't do it right, which is why I bring Skinnamarink into it. Skinnamarink, nothing happened. Nothing. Oh, I know. Yeah, go, go back and, happened. yeah, if, you, if you're wondering how our review went on Skinnamarink, it was kind of like this. If you haven't watched or listened to it yet, go back and check it out. We did it a couple months ago. And, um, yeah. So, anyways, let's jump into some ratings on the Blair Witch Project. Real quick, Dave, before you rewatch this movie, because I know you said this is your third time watching it as well. My curiosity is when you went in to watch it this time, did you like have like a preconceived notion of if you were going to, I don't know when the second or first time you watched it was, but did you have any sort of preconceived notion going into watching this being like, if you were 
thought you were going to like it or hate it? Uh, no, I think because I, I liked it the first time I watched it. I liked it the second time I watched it. And mm. I just I, I knew it's, it was not a film that I look at, look at like, is it going to hold up? Because it's not something that I have to worry about CGI, like a bad era of CGI. Yeah. I knew the acting was good and I knew what the quality was because it wasn't supposed to be good. So there was nothing in there that I was concerned about having dropped off. So, no. The topic of does it hold up is an important one. Because if you had seen this movie before and you go back to watch it again, then yes, it holds up because you know what you're expecting. But if you're expecting a scary found footage movie, like a, I don't know, a paranormal activity or something like that, then this movie might not hold up if you had never seen it before. Because again, you're going to be watching it and be like, well, nothing really happened. I've seen better, I've seen scarier found footage movies. So your expectations for a found footage movie would probably be much higher. And I think this is why this movie was so successful is because there were no expectations. People had no idea what this was. They didn't even know if it was real or fake. And that's why it's so unique. And this is why it's actually a pretty important movie in the horror genre. I think it really depends on what you're afraid of though when you watch this movie if you are afraid of being lost in the woods which i think a lot of people have that fear i think this movie is definitely going to scare you and i think if you're if the slow burn like things are slowly happening like the campsite gets disturbed progressively worse over the course of four or five nights if that scares you it's almost like home invasion but while you're camping type deal like people messing with your stuff right outside of you and some of the running scenes were actually terrifying mm-hmm. some of the some of the scenes where they're just at the campsite after the other guy goes missing and they hear him yelling at night yeah and they're trying to afraid. find out those are those are legitimately scary scenes legitimately things are happening things are scary in this movie so yeah it takes a little bit for them to get going but I thought the world building was done really well. So we can get to the scores now. Well, toss in uh, what we're talking about fears, toss in fear of the unknown into this, because I think right. one of the one of the things this movie did really well was you don't know if this is a supernatural occurrence or if it's just a maniac killer in the woods. The synopsis says there's a killer, right? A, a local murderer. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, they they throw hints that it could be something supernatural, but there's never any definitive yes or no when it comes down to that, you actually finish the movie. You don't know if it was a supernatural thing in the woods or if it was just a killer or if, or, or what have you, right? You have like, they're, they're walking in circles, even though the compass is pointing one direction, you say that could be supernatural or it could be a broken compass, right? You have the dude who was, was clearly standing in the corner at the end of the movie. And you say, all right, that has to be some sort of supernatural influence or he lost his mind. Who knows? So great, great callback to one of the original interviews they were doing with one of the locals where the guy was talking about like there was a local man that was killing the children up in in a cabin and he would kill them two at a time and he would make one of them stare into the corner while he killed the other one because he didn't like their eyes on them. Mm. And then he comes down into that basement and that one's staring into the corner before the guy with the camera actually gets attacked and killed right Right. at the end there so great world building there doesn't you know sort of seems like a throwaway they're just building up some stuff from the local people but yeah i think we can get into some scores now we've kind of gone long on this movie in particular i'm gonna give it a 4.7 like i didn't i'm gonna be completely honest before i rewatched it didn't think i was gonna be anywhere near that high thought i was gonna be low threes or something to that effect but I really enjoyed rewatching this movie way more than I expected. And 
anything I have wrong with it is like really little nitpicks that I think people that just like work on work on and produce content and stuff might have. I don't think a normal eye is going to catch some of it. So I, I think it's a 4.7 for me. I have it at 4.8 and I, I tossed around the idea of giving it a five, a perfect five star. I just don't think that it is scary enough to have a perfect five star rating. It's a, a very important film. It was really well done. It revolutionized the found footage genre and it for better or worse people uh yeah well i mean there there are good found footage movies good ones, out there yeah. but uh it it really was a really well done movie and it was a gamble it was a risk and it was widely talked about and created that quite a risk $60,000 risk not a, i mean not a monetary risk but a risk of creating a product that people aren't going to like exactly. it could have been, been a flop mm-hmm. so Right. Like there's, a, there's a reason it was as successful as it was. So, and you're right, it, it was a risk on the genre, but uh, obviously a low budget movie that was a massive return on the investment. Uh, I also got this one in a four seven. So I'm with you, Rob. I think it's pretty spot on. And for everything that we've said, uh, 20 times each is that is that what <laughs> we're going for on the same points that we're going to keep recycling? Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie, and uh, and you should watch it. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of. Hometown Ghost Stories, Horror Movie Reviews. Jesse, do you want to thank some of our patrons for us? Yes, in a moment. thanks to Matthew Thomas, for who's one of our patrons who actually suggested that we cover this movie. So oh, good. Yeah. sometimes if you request a horror movie, we'll cover it. Might be We're trying later, to. But we did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so, Might uh, take us a little bit. <laughs> let's thank our patrons real quick for our VIPs, a.k.a. the Church of Bucky McHatt. Bucky McHat Elders. We have Allison V, Jeannie R, Lisa J, Mallory K, Michael Bliet Blake, Mom and Pops W, Peach Smoothie, Robert H, Demon King, and Inspires Gaming. Thank you guys so much for the Warren's Words. We have 32 DRC, Ambie Rose, Anna C, Chris C, Donnie N, Elizabeth Young, Lily, Jake V, Janice G, Mar Fire, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Randy C, Sarah Cook. Stephanie A and Sydney B, thank you so much. For our Ghost Pirate Mafia, we have Al Capone, Al Capone's poorly taxidermied corn dinosaur, Alicia Espinoza, Anthony T. We have Brandon W, Brennan B, Kathy McSlugs, Kath Q, Cody G, Huska, Huska. Huska. Castle, Huggy Bear, Joe R, Kiralee J, Mark M, Mariah M, Nuthouse Queen, Paul from St. Louis, Sam from Nepal, Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare, Soap Hooper. We also have Swanee and the other Rachel B. Thank you so much. $3 a month, early access to stuff like this ad-free episodes and bonus content consider it yes well that's going to do it for this week's episode we hope you enjoyed it we will tell you the next movie as soon as we decide upon it because we do not know we're at the in discord so drop yes. a discord you'll know we'll see yeah. it all right peace